We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is the 21st of February. My God, this month is flying by. Scott, how you doing? Happy Tuesday to you. Good to have you. I'm doing good. I guess uh, I, I guess I didn't realize the combines next week. I'm like, what? Yep. I guess I better get my Senior Bowl stuff out since I'm behind on that. Uh, I just finished logging all of that video. There's over 800 plays and all of the pro, the 11v11, I probably watched six or seven times. So, you know, because it's like, okay, left tackle, left guard, center. You watch every offensive lineman to see how they do, and then you move on. And sometimes you watch it more than once to see, okay, was that a good play? Was that a good play? So 800 plays, it takes a while. I'm done. Now it's time to start churning out some videos for y'all. Heck yeah, I'm excited. I always really enjoy those uh, those combine videos, the uh, senior bowl videos, everything like that. I really enjoy the uh, combine as well. I know that the measurements that teams are using are – probably going somewhat the way of the dodo here. I mean, obviously the arm length and stuff and those official measurements are great, but the vertical, like the vertical jump, the long jump, et cetera, et cetera. Teams are now using more and more GPS data from on the field versus the combine gathered data and a bunch of more specific uh, thresholds that they are looking for. Now, granted, we don't have historical data dating back 25 years that we can use to compare to what a good player is versus what a player that didn't work out is. But over time, I mean, once you gather about, you know, 10 years worth of this GPS data, this some of this combine data is going to become somewhat obsolete. So it's still fun. Enjoy the pageantry. It's more about the meetings and the medicals anyway. It always yeah, has well, been. I mean, always we will. know the combine again. We know the, the the athleticism. If we see a good long jump, we see a good broad jump. The guy's got a good first step in explosiveness. We see a good yeah. shuttle and Elcone. We know he's got a good change of direction. The 40 isn't as big a deal and it's always been overrated, uh, but it's a good stepping stone you don't want a guy out there running a 4-8 at wide receiver unless he is well Anquan Bolden ran a 4-8 yeah it was one guy in 50 yeah. years we I, I get it you know that that's the <laughs> exception if you want to yeah. build a team full of exceptions you're going to have a bad team um so but yes I do look forward to the combine and I like I've told y'all since you've known me is pay specific attention Elcone 10 yard split um shuttle and uh vertical and long jump don't worry so much about the 40 everybody's fast these days yeah, you hit the nail on the head when you say the 40 doesn't matter as much. I'm like, well, they are now gathering the 10-yard split from that 40, which is extremely important, uh, in my opinion, as far as like one, one the ones that are gathered out there. And obviously, it depends on position, but uh, a lot of combine talk, well, that starts, kicks off 
I believe, next Thursday. So uh, excited to see that and see who steps up there and see if anybody can make a name for themselves out there and get those official measurements, you know, those cut those uh, cutoffs that you're looking for, like, ooh, who's got sub 33-inch arms for offensive tackle, uh, who's weighs less than, you know, 240 for the edge rush spot. It'll be interesting. Also interesting, hello to some folks in here. Ethan, always coming in, saying good morning, Jensen Broncos country. Good to see you, Ethan, DWI guys. Hope you're doing well. Jeremy Sean's in the house saying morning, Nick and Scott and Ethan. Good to see you. Dave Glassman still writing. Good for you, uh, Dave. We appreciate that. Mark Hoynak coming in saying, come on, Rex, sign the papers. Rex is taking his time. We'll see if it's a uh, the right deal for him. And it would have to be a good offer according to, uh, or the perfect situation, excuse me, according to Adam Schefter, if he was going to leave ESPN. And the TV stuff seems like a cushy gig. So I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. Phil Hagginson. Oh, go ahead, Scott. Well, and you get to say what you want to for the most part. Yeah. You know, I mean, Rex Ryan's never had a problem with coach speak. Um, but, you know, we talk about, you know, why don't they ever say anything? <clears throat> you know, these guys, the analysis, because they might want to get back into the game. We talked about, well, he ripped, ripped Russell Wilson a new one in, in week three in the Denver Broncos. Well, now he might end up coaching him. That's awkward. Kind of. For a lot of guys, it might be. Not for Rex Ryan. That's just who he is. You know, love it or leave it. He, he doesn't particularly care, which yeah. I love him for, honestly. Heard me say a zillion times, I don't mind an a-hole. I can't stand a hypocrite. Yeah. He's not a hypocrite. He might not. He's brash and boisterous and obnoxious, but he's not a hypocrite. He's, yeah. he's who he is. I love that in a person. In small doses. Maybe not. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So like I said, he's not my personal cup of tea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I respect him for it. I, I don't I don't dislike him because mm -hmm. of his opinions or his brashness. It doesn't doesn't necessarily bother me that much as, as someone that's a flat out hypocrite that is says one thing does another that that bothers me a lot more yeah i uh i'm with you on that one hence why uh sometimes we don't go down the path but politicians you know that kind of stuff but anyway philip coming in good morning everyone <laughs> good to see you philip i'm glad i didn't get you mid coffee sip there colin wood good day all good to see you colin rob Bucksbaum. good morning nick and scott the best mhh team rob you're gonna make us blush maybe that's the coffee kicking in uh why would the broncos move sutton if his dead cap is more than the cap hit i understand the picks but it doesn't seem to make sense i don't know if the dead cap is more than the cap hit i would have to look at that i know that you would get seven in relief uh versus uh versus 11 dead cap i think it don't think it's dead i don't think his cap hit is less than honest on a, on a straight up cut it would be on a cut his, but not a his trade. dad his dead cap goes so you go to spot rack and look at it his dead cap the way it is 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 higher than his cap hit but when you trade and if you can designate it at post june one and you assume somebody's picking up a good bit of his salary you get some of that back but it, it's still not a great a great cap move to do it you'd come in you'd, you'd get some money back and you're hoping to get um looks like i'm lagging a little bit now nick i feel like max headroom over here um you're hoping to get some a, a decent pick back out of it is, is one of the main reasons and you'd be cap neutral at worst yeah looking at it if you do release him you're negative in the cap savings but if you uh trade him even pre-june 1st the dead cap hit of 11.475 million not great but you do the cap savings of 6.791 million which is not big but if you can get let's say the value of a mid second round pick for that and you have sean payton who's interested in maybe bringing in brandon cooks or michael thomas or somebody he'd worked with in the past that's that's the conversation that you're having there with uh moving Cortland sun it's not just moving on Cortland sun it's the draft capital plus somebody else coming in and no trade like this is happening without sean payton saying yes let's do that so uh 
you would have the support, the endorsement from the head coach without a doubt. And uh, why are we talking about this, Rob? Uh, recently on the Athletic Football Podcast uh, show, they have a daily football show, almost like us out there. Um, but they had longtime um, NFL writer, Denver local um, as well, Lindsay Jones on the show. She's been covering the NFL for a long time, and she does a, a great job for the ringer. And she was on there and she said that there's been some, I, I'll just pull up the quote here. Uh, let me pull it up here real quick. But she essentially said that the Broncos um, might be looking to move Cortland Sutton. So let's pull that up here and listen to it. Uh, let me know if you guys can see that. Nope. Let me pull it up here. There we go. Awesome. There's some, uh, there's been some buzz around in Denver lately. Like could Cortland Sutton be one of those guys? I mean, he got paid. Or Jerry not, Judy. Not, Ju Judy, especially because he has not gotten his second contract. Yeah. Sutton has gotten his second deal. Um, but that they have some larger contracts and trying to figure out what actually is going to work for whatever this we'll get there, whatever the Rus new Russell Wilson offense is going to look like. But, you know, mm -hmm. Sutton's a guy who's kind of been his name has been buzzing around a little bit as maybe a guy who could get moved. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Well, there you go. Lindsey Jones, I'm talking and that clip comes from just talking about the wide receiver market in general this year, uh, how bad it looks in comparison to what is uh, your typical, your top wide receivers available might be like Jacoby Myers or Alameda Zacchaeus in free agency. And the wide receiver class doesn't really have a true, you know, top of the class kind of guy this season. So what does that mean? Trades could be 
on the market for many teams. And we saw a lot of teams have great, great, great success with wide receiver trades last season. Obviously, maybe even a win-win trade here, but the Dolphins bringing in Tyreek Hill, that was a win for them, I would say, for the Dolphins. Also a win for the Chiefs. Uh, you have the, obviously, the Eagles trading for A.J. Brown. What a complete revolutionizing piece for that offense uh, for them, along with Jalen Hurts unlocking him. And then we can debate Devonta Adams, but he was incredible this season. It wasn't him that uh, was the issue there. It was the offensive line and the defense for the Raiders. So trades might be the way to go. And apparently, Cortland Sutton's a guy whose name has been tossed around as a potential trade candidate. Yeah, you look at the draft, guys in the draft. I'm going to pop out of here. I've got a bad lag for some reason. I'll be right back. Uh, okay. But we'll talk about draft and free agency available wide receivers, and it's not a good-looking crew right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Kevin Gray, let's say hello to some folks while Scott's uh, fixing his internet there. Morning, Broncos country, Nick and Scott. Well, I think we may know today, I hope, talking about the defensive coordinator, I am sure. Michaela Israel, Michaela rocking the new photo here, saying good morning with the sunrise coming up, or the sunset, whatever, come uh, over the water there. Uh, beautiful, making me miss Hawaii already. Michaela, not nice. Uh, to know. Appreciate you coming in. Bradley Conger saying good morning, Broncos country. We got a guy, Michael Ronquillo, coming in saying Good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. I enjoyed the uh, Buckham shirt and photo yesterday on Twitter there, Michael. Appreciate you. And thank and you for us. the stars, Michael. Appreciate the support. God, love that. Breaking the, break, breaking the seal there. We appreciate that. And uh, Scott, you look like you're doing better there. Uh, we're talking about no Like I said, I've had, in the last month, I've had green screen problems and I didn't change anything else. Um, I've got a $500 graphics card in this thing. It's as expensive as the damn computer. So who knows what's going on? God bless. It's not like I don't have enough processor. This computer's a beast. All of a sudden, it's just not happy. Yeah. Well, it's it's the end of winter. Everybody's ready for it to get it back outside. But uh, wide receivers, talking wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Why would the Broncos be interested in moving him? What's going on with the... Uh, oh, there we go. Broncos. Let's change the back. background, see if that helps. <laughs> but uh, talking a little bit of Sutton potentially being moved, according to uh, Lindsey Jones of The Ringer, who's, again, phenomenal reporter, been covering the NFL for since 2008, uh, lead reporter for the and editor for The Ringer. Used to work for The Athletic. Used to work for USA Today as well, I mean. And Jeremy coming in and saying, what does the word buzz mean? This group doesn't leak anything. Some media spitballing or a calculated leak. Hard to say. We have a new player in town in Denver in uh, Sean Payton. And so the how information is being exchanged is going to change a bit. I don't think that the the ownership group is, was quiet and pretty good with the moves for the new head coach. But that doesn't mean that's going to be the case for the draft and players uh going forward as well so we'll see um it could be buzz and also the thing is when you're shopping players it's not just your team yep there's multiple parties involved yes go ahead scott <laughs> yeah there's three sides to that equation you've got the broncos you've got sutton and you've got the teams you're talking with so when i say sutton i mean sutton's agent um you're calling up the new orleans saints someone flowed to ryan ramzek in here you're calling them up all of a sudden hey he calls their source, you know, they call up, hey, the Broncos are shopping to Sutton. They, we just got a call about that. They, they've got him on the block. I don't know how serious it's going to be, but they're listening. Okay, well, that's that's not a leak from the Broncos side, but if if you're going to move Sutton, you got to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and why would this make sense? Uh, the move that I look at, so what the Broncos could get for them, I think you could probably get in terms of value a – in terms of value, not the actual pick, but like a the assortment of picks equaling this value, a mid to late second round pick is what I'd be shooting for. Now, Nick, where does that come from? A, we kind of already talked about it. The free agency market at wide receiver is dreadful this year. Uh, the top wide receivers 
currently that are going to be available. Alameda Zacchaeus and Jacoby Myers. They referenced that in the, uh, that interview there as well. I can't those believe are, you know, you're saying Alameda Zacchaeus. Yeah. That's one of the of top guys who don't know who Alameda Zacchaeus is. He was a number four for the Atlanta Falcons last year who got moved to a number two role after Russell Gage, who should be a three got a big money deal in free agency from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Falcons used their option or whatever it was that whatever you call it, I, I get confused in all the terminology to get him to a one-year deal for about two and a half, $3 million. A nice raise for Lamade Zacchaeus. He's, he's a nice number three. Yeah. That we're talking about him as being one of the best options at free agency means there, there aren't any really good options in free agency. And then you have the draft this year with a bunch of number two and number threes, uh, in my opinion, Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers. I mean, they're kind of more like niche players versus your. Um, kind of, what does that mean? Trademark is be big. And I think we already saw a, not an indictment on this. Sorry. And if I just got a little bunched up there, uh, but this I think was already kind of being played out with the bears willing to trade their own second round pick, which ends up being the 32nd overall pick in the draft for Chase Claypool, who has had an up and down career to date. I don't know if he is worth in a typical draft that um, early second round pick, which the bears knew it was going to be an early second round pick with where they were going. Maybe not 32 overall, but uh, still if Chase Claypool can get 32 overall or a top second round pick, I think Cortland Sutton uh, with his still pretty cost effective contract that you'd have control over for the next few years should be able to get a mid second round pick on the market. If not, then I'm not looking to trade him, but it is a seller's market at wide receiver right now. And the Broncos might be interested in moving a piece to recoup some draft capital. So it might make sense if you were a team that was in the rebuilding mode to take pass catchers in the top 10, the last couple of seasons, right, Nick? Yeah. The market <laughs> has changed, man. It's, it's never been more of a wide receiver. There's a lot of good wide receivers out there. Teams need more. It's, it's weird. It's like, there's not enough. You can't create enough good wide receivers for teams to consume them. Um, as weird as that sounds, uh, Richard miles coming in. Good morning, guys. And Broncos fans appreciate you. Diamond Rattler saying, boom, let's go Gatorade gaming coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. What's good. Broncos country. Not too much. Uh, we're just chilling, enjoying. You're, you're hung on that long enough to sound like the water boy. Gatorade. Yep, well, I was actually sound like coach Klein, but you know, what yeah. I mean. Did you know that scene was against the Iowa Hawkeyes when he blocks that kick? That always hurt my feet. That hurt my feelings when I watched <laughs> that when I was a kid, like, why does he have to be against Iowa? Why can't it be, you know, Iowa State or Wisconsin or something. But, but I won the game, right? No, he blocked the field goal and then returned it for a touchdown to win the oh, game. Okay, that was when he returned it on, not the one where he says 72. No, 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 no. Uh, it's the one went and drop kicked that guy. <laughs> sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, they blocked it and <laughs> lost. But why would Iowa go on the road to southeastern Louisiana State? That doesn't make any sense. The Collinwood, <laughs> how is Tim Patrick's rehab coming along? If we're thinking about trading Sutton, we don't know. Um, it's impossible to know, but I think that if the Broncos are actually taking calls and shopping around Carlton Sutton to see what his market is. I think they feel okay about Tim Patrick and maybe potentially other options that could be joining the Broncos. Again, it's not what you know, it's who you know, two names that stick out to me is if the Broncos did move Sutton, maybe they would make a move for Michael Thomas. Maybe they would make a move for Brandon cooks, which would be probably significantly cheaper to bring in. If not zero draft capital for Michael Thomas, who might be a cap casualty. So, uh, I think it means good things for Tim Patrick, but I have not heard anything specific. Yeah, I agree. Just reading the tea leaves. If you're even thinking about trading a wide receiver, it means Tim Patrick's coming along just fine. Yeah. 
Yep, probably. Uh, we got our guy on Twitch here. Fed Butyl is coming in saying, Greetings, guys. Going to listen to you later this evening when I'm on my post-dinner walk. That's when I do a lot of my podcast consumptions as well on dog walks. So I'm with you there. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, egotistical enough though to go listen back to what I put out there. So uh, it's uh, you have I don't to let like me know. My, I don't think anybody does likes the sound of their own voice anyway. Yeah, not. I've met some people that I would uh, say they probably do, but uh, I'm not. while they're talking, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They don't necessarily 100%. want to go back and listen to it. No, they, yeah, that's actually a, a pretty good insult, isn't it? Boy, he sure likes the sound of his own voice. It means he talks too damn much. Yeah. Some people might say that about us on here with Thin As Money shows, but uh, hey, you guys are still sticking around and we appreciate you. I'm not tired of Scott yet, so that's a <laughs> that's a good thing. I don't think I will be. We got to, oh, I said hello to somebody in there. I took him away. Albert Knoppers, good to see you, Albert. We appreciate you always coming in and saying hello on Facebook. If you guys are on Facebook like Albert, please click a thumbs up on the way and hanging out with us. Uh, and also, as the ticker says, Super Chats on YouTube and Stars on Facebook. Support the channel. We always appreciate that, folks. Mandango Dan coming in saying good morning, breakfast people. That eight A six V six. I don't recognize this name, but good morning to you. I remember it though. Like I said, Nick and I were talking cars for a couple minutes before we came on here. So yeah. uh, that A six, that Audi A six, is a nice ride. The uh, and the RSs are just sick. They nice looking cars. One of my good friends, his uh, grandfather worked at Audi for forty years out there, and uh, I think it was Audi out there in Munich. But uh, I digress. Uh, good morning from Salt Lake, Utah. Haven't commented in a while, but I'm glad I'm finally catching the show. Is that live. what that says? <laughs> yeah, I uh, picked up on that. Um, luckily, I've seen that recently, so I knew what it meant. Um, but otherwise, I would have uh, leaned into it a little bit more. But yeah, yeah Salt Lake, it's uh, you know, I, I thought it was a self commentary. So uh, anyway, Don Jaramillo coming in he says, "Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. My wife and I got a new king bed. Now we're talking. You know, uh, we're off the rails already here." <laughs> Uh, I've been sleeping in on my days off now. Sorry, I missed you. Well, we're sorry we missed you too. So, uh, yeah, you got to go king. You you go king, you'll never go back. You ever wonder how you never slept in a king bed? Um, the problem is, is I don't typically let I don't let my dog sleep in my bed. I never really have because he's ninety pound German Shepherd. But a fifteen pound cat will own a king bed. It's yep. so he's he's been taking up all of my space lately. He comes to bed. I never hear him. His name's Ninja. Yeah. He comes to bed about 1130. I never hear him. I just wake up. And I'm like, oh, there he is. Hi. Got to go king. Got to go king. And it must have taken advantage of a President's Day sale there, uh, bringing in king bed. We got ours a couple years ago. The dog does sleep in the bed with us, the 80, 75-pound golden retriever and the 12-pound, 13-pound cat. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tight fit in there, but it's a good time. Uh, Dom, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming in. Kevin Sutton would be a good trade uh, for the Broncos. We'll dig into that a little bit more, what it could mean. Alabama Chagreen, good morning, gentlemen. We are really, uh, we are going to have to really lean on our scouting department to find us some late and undrafted studs that could potentially start for us at running back and defensive tackle. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's not hard to find running back by committee um, from rounds three to five, especially in this class. I think it's a pretty good class. Um, right now, I'm of the opinion that you go into this year, don't even just go into the season team building wise, expecting Javante Williams to miss the entire season. I think that's the safest way to go about it. It sucks, but you don't want to put him in a situation where he's you're rushing him back. Uh, you don't want to put your roster in a situation where you're depending on him to be back and healthy. So I would just go into the season like he doesn't even exist, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and then whatever you get back out of him is just gravy. Um, yes. But yeah, you're you're going to need at least two, you know, even if Latavius Murray is, Murray is one of them, and then draft or free agency. That was one of the questions we had, I, I think, last night is, you know, what about, or it might have been yesterday morning, Nick. I thought we were good at running back. No, no, you're not. Um, morning. If Javante Williams doesn't come back, Mike Boone's a free agent. No real reason to bring him back. Chase Edmonds it could be a re-sign, but he's going to be a cap casualty cut that you might decide to bring back. Tyler Batty Beatty, wasn't he a mid-season practice squad guy? Yeah. Um, you know, so you're you're really thin at the running back position. You really are. You need a lot of help at running back. There's probably not a position in the NFL that is easier to turn over a room. Uh, luckily, via draft and cheap uh, veteran free agents as well. We saw so, that last year. You know, Latavius Murray came in and was your best back over the course of a season. You pulled him off someone else's practice squad. Yep. Um, you know, that's it, it, it is there. If you look at we're talking franchise tags, we'll get into that a little bit, too, y'all, as we as we start talking Draymond Jones and the franchise tag. You look at franchise tag, it's it's $10 million for a running back. So, you know, why wouldn't you pick up a fifth year option on a first round running back? Well, why would you take him in the first round anyway? Because the first round option is more than a franchise tag, which is mm -hmm. the average of the top five highest paid players so if you're the las vegas raiders for example i can't believe they didn't didn't pick up josh jacobs off uh option it, it's cheaper to tag him it, to to pay him as a top five running back than it is to pay him in a slot in the first round so mm -hmm. it is it, it it's it's when we're talking some of the biggest needs for the broncos ironically and they're in some of the cheapest positions yeah, I uh, do not do not disagree with you there. And he also talks about defensive tackle. You can find plug and play veteran defensive tackles that are fine that can fill a niche and fill a role. The Mike Purcells of the world, you're probably not going to find dynamic uh, ability, you know, difference makers out there without paying dearly for them because the ones that are, you know, three down the uh, technique, uh, positional, versatile, you know, playing different slots across the defensive line, pass rush and defensive stopping kind of guys, those are really expensive, but I think you can find some defensive tackles that can at least eat snaps and eat space for relatively cheap one year, two year kind of contracts. If you have to go that route, uh, it's not ideal, um, especially because, you know, Scott and I are very much offense are uh, trench oriented and me specifically uh, defensive line oriented. I love the defensive line more than anything by like a long shot. <laughs> I'd rather have the best defensive line in football almost than anything else uh, besides maybe the best quarterback, but I digress. Uh, but the defensive tackle, that's going to be one that'll be interesting to follow. And good caveat here, or good, uh, good transition here. The I think the franchise tag uh, can be placed today, starting today, mm -hmm. and the window closes on March 7th. 
uh, we'll see what happens. And we got uh, Jeremy Sean coming in saying, I doubt we tra- tag Draymond with uh, 20 million. And Rob saying, uh, we can tag Draymond starting today. Do we? What say you? Maybe after we get our defensive coordinator in place. What do you think, Scott? Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones, you're spending the next two weeks trying to get a long-term deal done with him. Um, and if you don't, you probably tag him because it's basically, you know, I want this guy at 13 or 14 million. And if I'm going to say, okay, if I offer Draymond, here's a three-year, let's even call it expensive, three-year, $45 million deal with 30 guaranteed. Okay, that's 15 each. And we're not quite there yet. Is it worth it to me to tag him and get 19 for that $4 million extra dollars on a one-year deal to try and have that extra time to either trade him so he can work out a new deal or have that extra time in order to work out a new deal internally? Yeah, it is. It's worth it. The worst case scenario, you're overpaying him for one year or worst case, he sits out and you don't pay him at all. Um, I don't think he's a $20 million guy personally, 19 million. I think that's too high for him. I just, I just haven't seen the production that makes him a top five average defensive lineman in the NFL. I think he's maybe two thirds of that again, 12 to 13 is probably the sweet spot for me, but again, it comes down to supply and demand. Yeah. Who's he competing against out there on the on the open market? And who needs everybody needs defensive linemen? Who doesn't need a good DL? So what's yeah. his competition out there? But yeah, I, I think if a deal doesn't get done in the next two weeks, you you he, he's gonna get the tag. I think he's gonna get a contract somewhere from 15.5 to 17.5 per year uh out there with right now, especially because he's a you know top 10 probably pass rusher from the interior spot and he's versatile. Now, the thing that Draymond has going against him is I don't think he's a will be that valuation for every single defense if you're looking for more of the Vic Fangio you know gap and a half controlling up front kind of guys that's not really his best fit I think he was much better in his Euro Evero uh it's kind of uh defense where you know pinning your ears back playing more single gap stuff you know more of that classic three technique that can also do some uh five technique stuff a heavy edge uh, versatile across that defensive line very valuable but um, Mike Kliss today tweeted talking about Draymond Jones saying um franchise tag window opens today Broncos are not expected to consider the franchise tag with Draymond Jones until the March 7th deadline. So they're going to draw it out as much as possible. No rush on that. You have the deadline there for a reason. Uh, He says, even then they may pass in hopes of working out a deal by the March 13th to 15th free agency opener. Broncos do love Draymond, maybe not love the tags of 18.94 for defensive tackle and 19.73 for defensive end. And then Kliss goes on to say, uh, then again, no team ever likes a player's market this time of year. Mm-hmm. This figures to be down to the deadline negotiation with Draymond. He's a very good player. It's we can't afford that versus we can't afford to lose him dilemma. Not decided until the deadline pressures on both sides. So um, we'll be interesting to see what happens here. I will be curious also to see that designation. Now, I know it's only what is a 1.5 million difference there, or maybe even a little bit less, mm-hmm. uh, but the defensive tackle versus defensive end. I really hate how the NFL does the, designations of positions for this because while Draymond Jones was listed as a defensive end he's not an edge rusher he's an interior defensive lineman so he should be tagged tagged as an interior defensive lineman he should not be tagged like Nick Bosa like Miles Garrett like TJ Watt that's not who he is so yeah I I actually kind of like the idea of him in a 4-3 as a 4-3 end you know, 6'3", 280 pounds is a 4'3 end. I think, you know, depending, you know, if you're looking at a strong side guy, I think he could be really good there. But again, you're talking about the versatility. He's a really good 3'4 end. Mm-hmm. He's a little light for a 4'3 defensive tackle. Um, I think as a 3 technique, he'd be fine. 
uh, for one gapping, but he's not, a, but not your shooter. best. Yeah. But not your, not, not where he would be best. But if you think about the mismatches he could have, it, it's like having a tight end. The mismatches he could have as a four, three end. He's too quick for the tackle. He's too strong for the guard. If he comes inside, he could eat up to, if he, if he stunts inside, he's taking up double teams. I think as a four, three end, he could be, he could be really good. Yeah. Could see him opposite of a wide nine, you know, more of a, I, I really think he'd be awesome at a Rex Ryan defense, honest to God. Um, and I'm already starting to do a little bit of uh, research on, well, obviously I've been doing research, but okay. Well, who are the guys in round three that maybe if you lose Draymond Jones could offer something similar um, and not to take this down too far of a draft path here, Scott, had you were, were you there on the last day of the senior bowl practices still um, mm-hmm. recording the Northwestern kid? Um, the Northwestern defensive tackle. I'm going to butcher the heck out of his name. Uh, he's only six foot two, 285 pounds, but he was dominant. Um, and yeah, that just last name, Ade. <laughs> um, Ade, 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 because it's, 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 his first name is ADE. His last name begins with ADE. So Ade, Ade, uh, Ade Baware out of Northwestern, yeah. six one and five eights, 284 pounds, um, 34 inch arms, and a solid wingspan. Where'd he go? Oh my God, that's not solid wingspan. He's got almost a seven foot wingspan on a six one frame. That's insane. He's tying his shoes without bending over. Yeah, I uh, really wow. also at the Senior Bowl. He he was yeah, he was measured as the second fastest defensive lineman um, of the entire time, only behind Keon White, the uh, freak show from Georgia Tech. So uh, he's mm-hmm. really interesting if he might be available for the Broncos because he's not going to be a fit for every defense, but you're talking about that guy who can play defensive end and base and then play that three technique or five eye kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, he's he's small, but his leverage is incredible. He forklifts everybody he plays. So he's a I'm really a big fan of him. He's one to keep an eye on for the Broncos. The the offensive lineman from the national team voted him as the defense, most valuable defensive player. Like he was the hardest guy to go against uh, in practice. So they they did their votes for their opposition, which was kind of cool. So, um, yeah, I'll get some video up on him uh, shortly so we can talk about him. That almost feels like a misprint. An 82-inch, 82-and-an-eighth wingspan on a six one and a half inch frame. Wow. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> I'm 6'1". My wingspan is 6'1". It's, no. uh, that's that's incredible to me. That's a... It almost feels like a. I want, I want to see that at the combine. What's his wingspan at the combine? Yeah, one of those. Uh, two, two, you know, arm length, thirty-four inch arm length on a comp- compact frame. He's he's a good player. Yeah, hundred percent. I he's one that intrigues me a heck. I've a heck of a lot been working on a uh, post John Payton mock draft, and he might make an appearance there um, for one of the Broncos picks in the top of the third round. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Camilo Sorrentino Sorrentino coming in saying good morning, guys. Good to see you with the music notes there. We appreciate you. Dom coming in saying, how do you guys feel about the Broncos hiring of their special teams or new, uh, excuse me, special teams, uh, their new strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. The Broncos bring in uh, Dan Dal Dal Rimple. See, I, I yes. grew up, there's a Georgia tech basketball player when I was a kid named Bruce Dal So I'm like, why are you guys struggling with this? I grew up with that name. Um, 
Dan Dalrymple. That's that's all it is. It sounds like a nice. It sounds or it, Dave Dalrymple. His last name's Dalrymple, or is it Dale? It's his first name. I can't remember. It's Dan, uh, Dave, Dale. You know, one of those names. Dan, Dapper Dan. Dan. But um, Dalrymple. You know, it, it sounds like an ice cream flavor. But uh, it's it that that one's actually pretty easy to me. Um, and I'll bail you out on this for a moment. Um, Dom, I I like the track record this guy has. Um, you're coming in. He's been in the NFL for a long time. Um, there's a difference between strength and conditioning for combine training. You know, I want to try and get bigger, faster, more explosive, and then training that is then applied to the. And I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not making a hack on on Landau. I don't know enough about it, but combine training is very different from applicable training. You know, it's like, hey, coach, I, I got to do all this stuff. I need to get bigger and faster and stronger for this combine so I can jump and run quicker. And then when that's done, I need to do my training that is more applicable training. I need my my core strength better. I need to do all these things better. This guy's done it in the NFL for a long time. He doesn't care about 40-yard times or vertical jumps. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep people healthy, keep them strong, keep them strong in the fourth quarter. Those are his three goals, and he's got a pretty good track record of doing that. Yeah, so Dan Dalrymple, I think maybe I got it right. Dalrymple. Dalrymple. Um, does sound like a, a raisin type of ice cream or something, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's uh, we'll see what happens there. I think for the Broncos, I've said it on here when the Broncos first got this ownership group, you know, what are some areas that the, the money can really help with the nutrition and the strength staff. So this isn't really a new age, you know, cutting edge kind of thing, at least, you know, a guy who's been there before, uh, but it's somebody that Sean Payton knows. So hopefully it'll be a, a good hire for the Broncos. We'll see what happens here uh, with the unit proof will be in the pudding for me. For this one if they can you know skirt injuries and be healthier this season then great it'd be a one-year sample size i wouldn't be you know banging the drum saying we got it solved there but uh hopefully it'll be better and it might just be better by sheer luck uh this season as well and, and i want to i want to see some strength in the trenches you know I, for the two years that i've been covering this team we've used the term bullied so much you're sick of hearing it but this team gets bullied in the trenches you go up against an afc north type team you lose and because you're you're not able to hold up in the trenches, strength and conditioning coach should have something to do with that. Um, you know, again, applicable strength training for for guys that aren't worried about running forties. So we'll see. It should be it should be very different. It could be more early injuries. It, it could be Nick because these guys are going to be training in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And until they get used to that, until their body acclimates to what they're doing differently, there could be more injuries early on you shouldn't see that over a six-year span you know so that's what we're that's what we're looking for nick yeah and again i'm not an expert in physiology kinesiology or anything like that nutrition strength and conditioning training etc etc i do know that the when you just based on you know talking people more in the know than myself that when you see the soft tissue injuries you know the hamstrings things like that that is much more of a strength and conditioning issue but some of the injuries the Broncos have had, you know, the knee injuries, the torn ligaments, the uh, ACLs, the Achilles, those are just big guys playing football and bleep happens. Uh, but hopefully it'll be better. Well, the one that makes me scratch my head is the torn pectorals. Yeah. That doesn't happen, let alone twice over mm-hmm. the course of a couple of weeks to the same position. Something's something's wrong. Am I, you know, I, I've got some close connections i've got you know I'm, I'm friends with one of the top trainers in the world uh chip smith he had champ bailey i, I gotta get him on the show one time so we can talk 
talk Champ Bailey. He had a bunch of Broncos, probably 30 or 40 of them at one point, guys that ended up either playing for the Denver Broncos or were drafted or whatnot. And then my brother-in-law is actually a physical therapist. And when I asked him, I'm like, you know, what would you say if, you know, I found two guys that had, uh, you know, torn pectorals over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks. He goes, they're training wrong. Just boom, like a reflex action. I'm like, all right. Um, you know, again, we don't necessarily know enough, but I don't know how to fix my car, but I can tell when something's wrong. I'm watching the Denver Broncos. You've got a ton of injuries and you're getting your asses kicked in the trenches. Something's wrong. So people smarter than me and get paid a whole lot more than me can figure that out. And let's bring in a guy that's got a pretty good track record. So, uh, answer the original question. I'm pretty excited for you with the, with the change at strength and conditioning, uh, coach. Dan Dalrymple, Dalrymple, we're nailing it. Uh, got DeAndre F coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you, Andre. Always appreciate you coming in and saying hello. Yeah, <laughs> Desert Creature saying I'm a Dapper Dan man. Great movie. Uh, Kevin Gray saying perfect coffee today. It is hitting right. Um, we had a rover take care of our pets while Natalie and I were in Hawaii, and we said you can use our coffee maker. But I thought my coffee tasted a little off. She was using the uh, the normal coffee setting versus the rich. I need to drink my lion coffee. It needs to be rich. The uh, more flavor packed in there. So uh, there we're, we're right on track now. That's I feel like fancy I'm... coffee. I did this, this. This sounds coffee. I mean, like sounds fancy. A French press. It's not. It's pour hot water in and let it sit and plunge. It's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, we got a nice one for the uh, from the wedding registry. So uh, I, I love that baby. That's one that, you know, if they they say, you know, have your luxuries or your uh, treasures packed for like an emergency or something coffee machines coming with i don't know if i'm gonna have electricity with me but it's my emotional secure coffee maker i've got a, well i've got two coffee makers they're, they're steam coffee makers from like iCoffee coffee that were really good they're just a little harder to clean than this this is mm -hmm. just rinse it out mm -hmm. um and then i've got a backup smaller it's only like a 16 ounce french press so i'm, I'm okay because you break these it's inevitable i've got yeah. I, I break one of these about every four years or so i'll chip it in the dishwasher or drop yeah. it or something will happen. You're like, <gasps> why? <laughs> I have not, th no free endorsements here, but uh, for my backpacking and hiking and whatnot, I have a, a jet boil minimo and it comes with a French press attachment in it that just like literally fits right in the, the boiled water and you put the coffee grinds in there, let it sit for 15, slow press it. Oh, it's find a nice spot, a nice Vista meadow or something in the morning with the sun rising and having your coffee by yourself. I'm ready for summer. Can you tell? It is it is Broncos for breakfast, y'all. I mean, coffee talk is is part of it. So apologies. <sighs> Ernie, if you're there, we still love you. But we're going to talk a little coffee every once in a while. Mark Schrader with us, as always. Good morning. Thank you for the stars, uh, Mark. Um, appreciate the support that you always show our show to Nick and I, whether we're here, whether we're there, whether we're everywhere. You're always with us, and we love you for it. Uh, Jeremy Sean is coming up with you know an, another thing, and I'm going to add on to this too. Uh, the ligament and ruptured muscles especially the ligaments and tendons, this guys getting too big for their bodies to keep up with. It's a whole lot easier to train a muscle and the, the, the science that has gone into building muscle and strength and the bigger, faster, stronger than it is to trade ligaments and tendons. The other part of that is the concussions. The skulls and craniums yeah. haven't really changed. Now they're trying to keep up with, you know, the, the helmets, but the better helmets just mean people are leaning in with their heads more. Mm -hmm. So you've got guys that used to be, 200 pounds running four eights running into people. <clears throat> now you've got guys that are 250 pounds running sub four, four and their ligaments, tendons, and craniums have not kept up with the physical difference over the years that these guys have, have made. 
and it's become a more dangerous game. Yep. That's uh We'll see if there's any change in technology of the helmets. You know, they're using the Guardian helmets in uh, a lot of preseason, uh, or excuse me, training camp stuff. Now, granted, my understanding is the Guardian helmets are more of a protection of digits and extremities out there because, you know, you see quarterbacks go out there and throw a football and break a finger on a helmet or something. So those little soft helmets are help more helpful with that. But we'll see if there's a, a technology change here compared to those hard shells. I know we've had the conversation on here many times that you see better tackling form in like rugby where there's like no helmets. Take the helmet away. I, I, I've said it, it'll yeah. never happen ever, ever, never, ever. Yeah. But you want to get rid of concussions, you you remove the helmets. Yeah. And or at least it would significantly decrease them because people are not leaning in, using their heads as a weapon like they do now. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, offense and defense, you know, they, they, they don't call it as much, but they do call it some. Running back goes into a pile, what's he do? He ducks his head flat out you know and, and, and a lot of times you see the guys that are whiplashing to the ground you see that a lot with quarterbacks that was a lot more common hopefully they can they can do something like like that but yeah it's the, the speed of the game the size of the players has increased dramatically mm-hmm. where your ligaments tendons and cranium haven't kept up and uh it's it's a more dangerous game for sure these days how could they um but yeah it'll be Interesting to see how it plays out. So some uh, Broncos news here, as I guess, as far as the uh, the coaching search goes and coaching vacancies. Uh, we got the news yesterday that Broncos longtime uh, wide receiver coach, Zach Azani, who has been here for, God, I want to say since 2015, uh, is moving on. He is moving to the New York Jets following Nathaniel Hackett out there to the Jets. So the Broncos, obviously a new staff is coming in. Uh, a lot of new positional coaches are going to be in place here. Hopefully they can get some uh, new people in here, but Zach Azani, pretty well respected. I mean, the fact that he is going out there and getting the same position on another team relatively quickly out there shows that he's a relatively well respected mm-hmm. uh, coach out there. You know, he didn't drop down to the college level or have to be like an assistant or something like that. So he's going to be a wide receivers coach out there for the New York Jets. He's been fine. I mean, you can say what you want about the Broncos, but I mean, what he did with, you know, Tim Patrick with some of these other guys out here in Denver, I think was pretty good. So wish him well out there in New York. Also, this one's not official yet, but I have heard there is some buzz that uh, Broncos fan favorite uh, Mike Munchak might be a favorite uh, for the Arizona Cardinals offensive line coaching spot. No, so, uh, they just hired a guy. They did. I heard that there was some talk yeah, about the, Munchak. They hired, uh, they hired Clayton Adams, former tight ends coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who left in December to take the passing or the run game coordinator job with the Stanford Cardinal and bailed on them. Uh, to take the job last night with the Arizona Cardinals at the offensive line coach is uh, is what Adam Schefter reported. Okay, I'll have to look into that. I heard there were some rumors about uh, Munchak being somehow involved with the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, it might be, you know, some, somehow. But I'm, I'm almost positive he was hired as the offensive line coach. He was the assistant offensive line coach in Indianapolis before becoming the tight ends coach. And I'm almost positive that he was just hired as the offensive line coach with the Arizona Cardinals because he went from Cardinal to Cardinals. And I actually like put in quotes as a joke, no relation. Um, so that one, that one is done. Um, Hire Clayton Adams per report. So there's been some talk of uh, Munchak heading out to Arizona. Maybe it'd be a run game coordinator or something like that. But uh, yeah, good catch on Clayton Adams, their offensive line coach uh, from the Colts now to uh, Arizona. Go ahead. Which goes to the question, you know, we were talking, we've talked before. Well, you know, about, about Zimmer, Zimmerman, Don Zimmer. Different people. Who am I talking about? Don Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Mike. Mike Zimmer, Colorado. Who's Don Zimmer? He's a baseball guy. 
Um, Mike Zimmer, and he's like Zimmerman. I'm getting all my names confused. Anyway, the guy that was talking about being the defensive coordinator for for Coach Prime for Deion Sanders at Colorado, like, well, he just went there. How could he come to the NFL? This is how. This is how. It doesn't matter. If you want the guy and he wants to come, he'll leave. It'll look bad. That's more important to some people than others, obviously. Um, you know, in for Clayton Adams, he was at Stanford after leaving, walking out on Jeff Saturday in the Colts. He left there. Was there middle of December, middle of February? He's gone. He was there two months and left and took a job back in the NFL. So Zimmer could be, uh, you know, if, if that's the guy and he wants to do it, it could still happen without a doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. We got our guy, oh, Keone, coming in here. Uh, Aloha and said, good morning. Thank you guys for everything you do. God bless and go Broncos. Got to be pretty darn early out there in Hawaii, Keone. Man, I, uh, I, you guys are tired of talking about it. I had a question. I am already planning to get back out there. So uh, Aloha, uh, Mahalo, appreciate you. And uh, I love beautiful, Aloha. Beautiful. You know, if you're going there. by somebody, you know, and you want to say like hi and goodbye, it's like hi bye. And it's like Aloha. It just makes sense. It's perfect. Uh, Sheldon Helms has a question. Then there's a follow up too, uh, which makes sense. He goes, "How hard is it to find improvement at the punter and kicker positions? Is there any exceptional players in the draft?" Uh, I don't know about the draft, but as Gatorade Gaming comes in, he says, "Matt Ariza, Ariza, Ariza. I'm going to butcher his name too. That punter from San Diego State who was tied up in some controversy, but has since been cleared. He's available. Um, bring in for competition, absolutely. Uh, if you're happy with and again I, we, we talked about this with deshaun watson a lot i want the women in the room in the you know when they're talking about it i don't want to consult how would you feel if if we brought him in um and if they green light it it's like listen he was cleared we i, I did some checking in the back we did some and, and everything's good then then bring him in uh I, I have a feeling he will get a chance in the nfl somewhere why not denver why not why not denver i think that's a good shout yeah um these Broncos teams, he's been cleared of from lawful wrongdoing, but there's, you know, these teams are PIs as much as they are yeah. a talent. Not evaluator. guilty does not mean innocent. Yeah. So they will put in the work there. And if he's cleared and you mentioned it, uh, Broncos have Kelly Klein in the front office, uh, working with Kondalisa George Payton. Rice might be above, Kondalisa might be Rice. under her pay grade, but I would, I would absolutely, before I brought anybody in with any, with any kind of history, I would need the get go for the, 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 the go ahead, the green light, you know, we've talked about the diversity of the coaching staff, age, race, whatever, different voices, different backgrounds, different views on life. It's important. And mm -hmm. this, 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 it would matter to me as well um, that I would get the okay from various aspects. If I've got somebody coming in that's got some legal problems in the past concerning women. Yeah. 100%. Andre F saying, any concern that the Broncos wide receiver room will take a step back one year with Zach Azani gone? No. I would say no, but that's more so because you're getting a better scheme in here. Um, I just can't imagine they'll take a step back. Jerry Judy emerging now. The room is going to look potentially a little different, like we talked about already. Maybe Cortland Sutton gets shopped, traded, if there's a market out there for uh, veterans in the, the trade market. But uh, step back. I don't think so. I think they're going to be put in better positions this year. On the whole, Andre, appreciate the super. Love it coming in green. Thank you, sir. On the whole, which wide receiver exceeded expectations last year? They all underperformed. We can talk about the last couple games for Jerry Judy. Well, that was mm -hmm. three or four games on over, over 18. So Sutton, Patrick wasn't there, obviously. Hamler, 
Um, Judy, the four big guys coming in, which one of them exceeded expectations or even met expectations? None of them. Zero. None. So do I expect them to take a step back in year in year? No, I expect all of them to be better because of your head coach and the offensive yeah. scheme and hopefully some investment in the offensive line. That's not, that's not a shot at Azani. That's a shot at the 2022 Broncos. Yeah. So I expect them to be better based on all of the things that I just mentioned. Appreciate the question and the super Andre. Yeah, we appreciate you, Andre. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we got Savage Boy Kev coming in on uh, O2, coming in saying, who is the front runner for the offensive coordinator job? Haven't heard many rumblings on the offensive coordinator job. I think it's probably because Broncos country doesn't care as much because your offensive play caller, schemer, designer is going to be Sean Payton, and the offensive coordinator is going to be there more so to help uh, Sean Payton with everything. So if it's somebody he's comfortable with or a new blood or anything like that, that's fine. But uh, I don't think it matters as much as the defensive coordinator spot, so there hasn't been as much conversation about that. If it's Lombardi, if it's you know Anthony Lynn, if it's somebody else out there, Fine. I haven't heard much uh, beyond um, Lombardi, though. But uh, I don't know. Scott, have you, you're on the shows a lot with uh, Zach and Chad. Have you heard anything else? There hasn't been any talk other than uh, Ronald Curry, who wanted to, they yep. wanted to get a look. Yes. Ronald Curry was one of the best two-way athletes in the history of this nation. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was coming out of high school, he was a basketball player, too. So he went to UNC on basketball and football. Um, that ain't easy to do. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's staying with the Saints. I mean, Joe Brady was getting head coaching sniffs two years after holding a cup of coffee for Sean Payton. That's how Sean Payton was once thought, not too long ago. Who he comes in, who he brings in, it doesn't really matter uh, for the offensive coordinator. It doesn't. Get get a young up-and-comer that you can move on, that will move on in the in the next couple of years. So uh, Patrick Wilsey, we've been talking Hawaii a lot. Aloha. Appreciate you coming in. And I already finished my coffee from Patrick. Thank you, sir. LionCoffee.com. And aloha to the other side of the pond as well. There's what? Mm-hmm. That's probably about 12-hour time difference right now between Ethan and uh, and Patrick. So Opposite definitely ends. not a geographic location, but a state of being. And uh, one of the reasons we like this time slot so we can get all of the different areas. Uh, Ethan coming in red hot this morning. He says, uh, Saquon Barkley looks like a Peyton running back, very similar to Reggie Bush and Alvin Kamara. Might be a sleeper signing. Food for breakfast thought. Okay, great shout here because we we're talking franchise tags and they have two free agents that they'd like to hold on to, the New York Giants, that is, including Daniel Jones. You would rather use that franchise tag on the quarterback if he'll take it at $32 million, because that's about what he's going to get on average, then, okay, if I want to re-sign Saquon Barkley and pay 10, it might cost me 12. So what? That might cost me $2 million. I could be 20 million a year difference between Daniel Jones and and what I'm willing to pay him, what he wants and what I'm willing to pay him could be 20 million. It might be two or 3 million. So I don't think they will use the franchise tag on Saquon. It's possible. They don't, again, nobody wants to play on a franchise tag when they can get 150 million guaranteed. So yeah. I'm talking myself out of this, Nick. But mm-hmm. the, the, if, they, if they use the franchise tag in the next two weeks on anybody, the New York Giants, I think it'll probably be Daniel Jones. 
It'll be interesting. There was reports yesterday that Daniel Jones has just fired his agent, right? They hired a new agent, which typically means looking for more better contract situation. And they, I think the number thrown out was 46 million, something crazy for Daniel Jones. I could be incorrect on that one. He had a great season. Once and, you know, doesn't get. I always love that from, uh, from the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> because once doesn't get. Don't worry about what they say they want. Try yeah. and figure out what they can get, what they can settle for. He ain't getting $45 million. No. No way. But that does increase the likelihood that he would get the franchise tag in the short term. Yep. So, Barkley, the thing that scares me about Barkley, I'm actually coming around more on paying running back second contracts, but there's a big asterisk on that. It needs to be essentially a two-year contract where the guarantees are not, you know, three or four years down the line because running backs are extremely volatile and the injuries, I mean, we saw it. They come at any point, any time, so... You do not want to be committed long-term. So if Barkley wants to come in for a good contract that's a cent- that would look like a three-year deal, it's essentially a two-year deal, still pay him handsomely, I'd be interested. I think like the what you're going to pay and the output you're going to get from Barkley for the per dollar is probably what you're going to be. Most wide receiver threes are going to be getting on the market right now. I might rather have what Barkley can do on the market compared to what the wide receivers are getting. Uh, but again, it needs to be a relatively short-term contract. And I don't know, given his demand probably given his talent if the if that's what he would want uh in denver i think somebody would probably offer him a four or five year deal and i'm not interested in the length of a contract yeah, it might not be up to him we'll see true. we'll, we'll yeah. see if, if the analytics have gone through the nfl enough that there's somebody still out there ignorant enough to give him a five-year deal uh it just doesn't work out um doesn't matter who it is we've seen a lot of these big number of contracts come in through the second time um again thank you ethan as yeah. i click God. off appreciate, appreciate uh, everything that you do for us uh, Michael Rankio comes and he says, this is a great comment from Michael. He says, someone said David Shaw was a sleeper pick for Broncos offensive coordinator. Kind of forgot about him. And all mm-hmm. of the reasons I said I didn't want David Shaw as your head coach get solved if he becomes yeah. the offensive coordinator. You know, I, I said I don't necessarily want him. When's the last time he called plays? Okay, well, you wouldn't have to call plays. This would be a step in for him to come in and get back into the NFL, work under – one of the top offensive minds in the NFL, maybe even take over. So he's calling plays next year, whatever, but get back in the NFL and reintroduce himself and become a legit head coaching candidate in a year from now. I think that would be a, an ideal. It makes too much sense. I'm, that it, it makes a lot of sense, Michael. Appreciate the, appreciate the call out. Yeah. Good one. That's one that I've forgot to mention as well, but I've definitely heard some rumblings about that. <laughs> that makes uh, a just- ton of sense. Connecting dots. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we'll see. Back to uh, Saquon Barkley. Oh, we got Jonathan Follick first, 1999. Thank you so much, Jonathan. That's a This is a big-time donation, and we appreciate you saying, rarely catch a live show, but often watch afterwards. Well, we appreciate that, but we like it even more if you're live, uh, helping donate and support the show. Um, but either way, it's listening afterwards. We really appreciate that. Uh, wondering what you guys expect from Christopher Allen next season. Also, I'm going to Big Island next week. Any recommendations? Appreciate your thoughts. Oh man, Jonathan, we could spend 30 minutes. I could tell you everything we did on Big Island. I'm very much a go, go, go person on vacations. And uh, we went a lot. So uh, I'll, I'll spend you know a couple minutes here after, after we answer your first question. As far as Christopher Allen, next year, Broncos brought him as an undrafted free agent. He spent the entire season essentially as a redshirt year, a medical redshirt season. Uh, he had some really good flashes out there at Alabama before getting injured early in the 2021 season. So... I think it's something where if anything you can get from him, it's gravy. He, I think he's going to be competing with the back end of the edge rushers. 
And potentially, let's say he shows well enough next year, you can do a similar thing you did this year with Malik Reed, with uh, Jonathan Cooper this time. You trade a Jonathan Cooper and a sixth-round pick for a fifth-round pick. That kind of thing where you're increasing the value. You have an extra roster spot out there. Jonathan Cooper's been a good player for you, but you have a glut of resources for that rotational edge rusher out there. Mm-hmm. You keep the younger, cheaper, uh, more upside guy, keeping Christopher Allen moving on from a Cooper in that situation. But uh, he's definitely one that we're going to be very, at least I'm going to be very interested in watching uh, this offseason training camp. And especially in when you're watching, you know, the third stringers and preseason games, like, oh man. This is a little bit rough. At least I can watch Christopher Allen with some intrigue. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's what preseason is great for. For people like us who are a little nuts, we love those games. I want to see those guys that, that might not necessarily be starters, but you could count on to be rotational pieces come in and, and flash, and then they become preseason hits, uh, spring sensations, so to speak. So, yeah. I, you know, Jonathan, I didn't have any – I kind of forgot about him, to be honest with you. I, I, I hadn't – I don't necessarily have any expectations, which is a good thing, which brings me the, the callback to when I was talking about the wide receivers that met expectations, which one of them did. And Aki had a funny comment. He said, uh, KJ Hamler met my expectations. It is a relative question, isn't it? It's, it's a relative question. Yeah. What were you expecting to begin with? I wasn't expecting much and by God, he delivered. Um, you know, I think we were hoping for more. Let me, <laughs> let me put it that way. Um, what we were, we were hoping for more. And, uh, and Mandy Lawson coming in on Facebook too said, thank you very much, uh, for, for checking in. And, and Jonathan, uh, we get about four times the views on YouTube after the fact. So if you're listening after the fact and you've made it this far, leave a comment. We'll, we'll, we'll check back in with you, uh, on demand for sure. So, uh, appreciate you being here. And I would hit Nick up on Twitter. He'll talk, he'll talk, uh, big Island with you all the time. So, Christopher Allen, no risk, high reward. Let's see how it plays out this uh, this summer and fall. Uh, good shout, Jonathan. Yeah, and just real quick, Big Island. Uh, really enjoyed snorkeling at Two Step Beach and the Captain Cook Monument. Incredible uh, reefs there. Kona has some of the clearest waters in the world because there is no rivers um, draining into the ocean on that side. And also with how the lava rock works, there's just it's there's no particulate matter in the water. Snorkeling there was incredible. We did a night uh night snorkeling with manta rays with sea paradise and a day snorkeling with them as well that was amazing uh my favorite beaches that we went to on the island we had a jeep you need a jeep to get to these beaches the roads are insane um but the uh i'm gonna butcher this so i really apologize to our hawaiians in here but uh kek aha kai state beach there are uh, three or four beaches out that way um that are amazing um you have to walk through like lava rock to get to them but they're not just like totally overcrowded and then also really really enjoyed on the east side of the island Volcano National Park, the Crater Rim Road was incredible. I got to see the volcano right now is bubbling lava. I got to see like lava spitting out of the crater, which was incredible. And then the Punalu'u Black Sand Beach, beautiful, crazy black sand, sea turtles, sunbathing um, 10 feet from me. I mean, it was it was a trip of a lifetime. I had a blast. So a big island, great time. Very cool. Uh, Savage Boy Kev comes and he says, if we get Barkley, what what do we do with Javante? Uh, If he's healthy, you use him. You run split backs. You can run 220, 230 touches for both of them. That'd be great. Uh, but what it does, it also gives you the luxury of not having to rush him back. And that's your going to anyway. But yeah. one more week. Okay. Or, you know, it's week four and we've got a week five bye. You know what? Let's hold him to week six. It, it's a luxury to be able to ease him back into things uh, when he's ready. So um, it, it wouldn't necessarily affect Javante Williams at all. 
um, yeah. in, a, in a negative way for sure. So um, you need more than one back. You, you need at least two good ones, uh, especially in a Sean Payton offense. He'll throw to those guys 60 times. So you uh, you use him, use Javante as much as you can when he's ready, ready to go. Uh, Aki Dragon coming in real quick. He says, thanks for the show, guys. Thank you for being here, Aki. Uh, appreciate you being here. And, and the closer, we haven't gotten to use that term in a while. Just about God ready bless. to close us out. Ethan, the DWI guy's coming in to close us out. He says, as for Sutton, why not reap rewards of the team-friendly contract of $14 million per year average for the next three years, age 28 to 30 seasons? I agree with you. Um, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, The Ted DiBiase million-dollar man, old WWE wrestling guy, everybody has a price. I'm listening. I'm, I'll listen for Sertan. You know, I want I want two starters and three first round picks. And then you can have Sertan. Well, that's insane. Well, he's not for sale. Um, I, I would I would listen for Sutton and you know throw up a flag and say, listen, this guy is on a team friendly contract for the next three years. Are you interested? You know, we feel pretty good about where we are at the wide receiver position. With Tim Patrick is making really good progress. Um, Jerry Judy, we want to make him the face of this offense and and really move forward. So Sutton is available. What do you what do you got? Well, I'll send you a third for him. Yeah, never mind. So listen, but I, I absolutely agree with you. It would take it would take a a really, really good offer, not just someone I'm trying to move to clear cap space or what because you're not going to clear up that much cap space. A happy, yeah. healthy Cortland Sutton with a Sean Payton offense should be a very productive weapon in 2023. I'm 100% with you, Ethan. Yeah, I, I, my understanding is, and this was after Sean Payton was traded for, is that the Broncos are really in the hunt for draft capital because they are looking to build this team in Sean Payton's image. And with where they sit right now in terms of draft capital and cap space, it's going to be pretty damn hard to do that. So they are seeing what the market looks like for some of their veterans that they consider ones that they could live without. Uh, and that might be Cortland Sutton as well, based on this report. I didn't get specifics uh, when I heard that, but that the fact that the Broncos would be looking to potentially trade some players to get draft capital. So that way they can get Sean Payton specific uh, minded scheme minded players for this team so they can build it in his image. So they'd have to be blown away again. I think that you'd have to get the compensation equivalent of a mid second round pick uh, to get him in here. And uh, that doesn't mean it has to be a second round pick. It could be, a third round pick this year and a third round pick next year or something like that. That would intrigue me um, for the Broncos because uh, you'd be saving some salary cap as well. And that would be, you have two then cost controlled players that make it easier to move on from Russell Wilson. If the, that is the case um, after this upcoming season, but uh, we'll see. Um, I think it's, I'm not pro or anti trading Cortland Sutton. I'm what does the market look like? And what is the solution in replacing him look like then then we can make a more educated decision yeah i'm, I'm listening i'm yes. listening and you know a third round a second round pick all right that's my opener nick i, I mean it might even take more than that and again we don't know that Cortland sutton may be pushing because I, I want out yeah um that's something we don't we have taken into taken into account and maybe that wouldn't wouldn't come come out and some talking here as i mentioned ted dibiase this in, in two years this is the first mistake i think i think you've made jeremy Wonder Boy, that's that's the natural, natural. The natural's Wonder Boy. That's his bat. Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Come on, man. And and Ric Flair was the better hype man for uh, uh over Macho Man Savage. So, uh, you know, Ric Flair. You know, to beat the man, you gotta to, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. 
I am not going to give a woo, though. Not going to do it. Come on. Maybe for another super chat, he will. Um, <laughs> but anything for money. No. Well, guys, we got to wrap it on up here. I got to go uh, pick up groceries and uh, get my day started here. But we appreciate the heck out of all you coming in. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scott Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and uh, share on YouTube. Click that thumbs up, click that bell, so that way you know when we go live. You guys are great. Uh, Shout out to Ethan. Shout out to Patrick. Shout out to Aiky Dragon. uh, Shout out to Jonathan Fallick. Uh, shout out to Andre F. Michael Ronquillo coming in, always with the support. Mark Schrader, always My, coming. Michael's in. coming in with five thousand stars to to finish this out. So he's not just coming in with support. He's 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 throwing down. Speaking of wrestling, one of those top ropes coming right. coming down coming down with the the Ricky the Dragon steamboat elbow. Actually, that was that was was uh Superfly was the splash though. I think Ricky no Macho Man came off the top rope with the elbow. Superfly Snooker came out with the splash. We're going way back. So thank you, because this was definitely top rope. Y'all were awesome wow. today yeah. uh, t- to us. So yes. good to be back. Thank you for welcoming us back the way you have. Uh, appreciate everything. And it's Tuesday, so what does that mean? We're probably going to get our breaking news at some point today about the Broncos defensive <laughs> coordinator, but so we'll see. I think Vance Joseph is actually going to interview with the Eagles today and tomorrow, because they were supposed to interview him yesterday, and they, but instead they interviewed Jim Leonard. Um, so... We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, you guys have a great one. Fun show as always. I will see you guys again tonight with uh, Carl on Building the Broncos. And then I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning with Scott over on Coast to Coast Football, Falcon, Forging Falcons, uh, all that good stuff. We're getting into the draft time. So good stuff hanging out. Uh, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Morning, Broncos country. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.